0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay. Erev Tov, Welcome. We are continuing with Mishnah Yod, Masechedev Perk Yud. Mishnah, hey. Very interesting, uh, case scenario in this Mishnah. Amru lo so meta yistecha. Some man went overseas and the witnesses told him, Your wife died. Venasa achotame avia. So then he went and he married. He, the paternal sister. The sister from uh, I guess it was They went to married the paternal sister. Based on that testimony, can wait you can marry the wife's sister. This was the wife's sister from the father's side. you need two people to say it or one, day, one day? We are we already went uh, so two people you don't even need a bed-din to yeah. to tell you, but one but one you need a bed-din to allow you. Now then <clears throat> Meta. Okay, then the second wife went overseas, and he found out that she died. Second wife died. <laughs> so now he went and married the wife's sister from the mother's side. Meta, She died. So then, yeah, yeah, I told you, I told you. And then he went and, and married The the third wife's paternal sister, Meta, she also died. And now he married the fourth wife's maternal sister. Now, if that wasn't crazy enough, says the Mishnah, and right, all four that went on. on vacation, they came back and they're all alive. Probably they went on vacation together. I don't know. Okay. So the Mishnah says, what's the theme? Mutar barishona Bahamishit. He is permitted to remain married to the first wife, the third wife, and the fifth wife. Okay? So now, the note here explains. I'm going to just read it from the note because uh, they do a good job in the... Uh, formatting and the editing. Okay, since his first wife was actually still alive, his marriage to the sister, which was the second wife, didn't take effect. Okay, and he can't remain with the second wife because she is the wife's sister. So the second wife's no good. Since his marriage to the second wife didn't take effect, he was allowed to marry her sister, which is the third wife, who was not related to the first wife, and that marriage did take effect. Since his marriage to the third wife took effect, his marriage to her sister, which was wife number four, did not take effect because she was his wife's sister. Therefore, the fourth wife was never actually his wife, and he was able to marry her sister, the fifth wife. Okay, so one, three, and five are allowed. With that case, uh, situation, if this man was to die without children, um, and his brother performs Iboom or chalisha, with this first wife, third wife, or fifth wife, potrot sarotehen, okay, she exempts um, the co-wives from yibum or chalitza, that's a general rule, ve'asur and also he's forbidden to remain with wife number two and wife number four, because each one of them is a sister to one of his wives, ve'en men poteret sarata, and if he dies childless, um, then performing yibum um, by a brother with one of them doesn't exempt the co-wives. Uh, similar situation. If he married wife number two, only after wife number one passed away. So the wife number one actually did die. And then he married the second wife. And then afterwards, he married the other three based on incorrect reports. Says the Mishnah, In this case, He's permitted to remain with the second and fourth wives. Second and fourth wives are legal wives. And if he dies childless and performs, um, uh, and either of them performs Yibu Mohalitza, Potro Tzarotehen, they would exempt any co wives from Yibu Mohalitza, Ba'asur Bashlishit, Bahamishit. And he is forbidden to remain with wife number three, number five, because each one of those are sister to the wives that he is allowed to be with. Then, atachat Mehen Potere Tzarata, and if he dies childless, that Yibum by a brother um, with either of them doesn't exempt him from the co co-wives. Okay, um, Ben, the youngest that a, a male can be to perform Yibum in Halitza is nine years and one day. That's the uh, that's the general earliest age that's given where a male can uh, can cohabit with a female. So it says in Mishnah, Ben Tesha Shanim Vayom Echad, a boy who is nine years old and one day, who is a yavam? Who posel He disqualifies the girl to his adult brothers when he cohabits with her or makes a ma'amar. Again, a ma'amar is that rabbinic uh, marriage agreement. and also the adult brothers disqualify him to uh, disqualify her to him uh, when they were to cohabit with her or make a ma'amar with her. the only difference is shehu posel the nine-year-old boy disqualifies the Yevamah from Yibun with the other brothers when he makes the maamar at the beginning, meaning before any other brothers do so. The Achim Poslin asof. while the adult brothers disqualify her when they made maamar with her at the beginning before any other brother, and at the end after another brother made maamar. And the Mishnah goes on to explain how this is the case. Ketzat. How so? Ben Tesha Ve'yom Echad Yevim if you have a boy who's nine years old and one day who was with his ivama so meaning he performed Yibum um, after one of the other brothers, uh, an adult brother made Ma'amah, he has disqualified her for Yibum for any of the other brothers. Um, since the cohabitation of a nine-year-old boy in one day is legal according to halachic standards, so disqualifies her from an adult brother who had made maamar with her. Bau Aleah However, if after the nine-year-old boy lived with the Yevamah, one of the adult brothers lived with his girl, the Asuba maamar or made a maamar with her, or not knew, not get, or uh, gave her um, a get. Uh, the get here resembles some sort of chalitza, or haltsu, or they did an actual chalitza, Pasu al they disqualify the Yevamah from performing Gibum with the nine-year-old boy, and the nine-year-old boy cannot stay married uh, married to her. Ben Tesha Mishnah zain. Ben Tesha Shanim veyom echad shebal The boy is nine years old in one day who cohabited with the Yevamah. shehu ben Shanim echad. And afterward, his brother, who's also nine years old in one day, I guess a twin, also was with her. Pasal al the second brother disqualifies her from him being kept by the first uh, brother because the, the 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 first brother who lived with the girl um, only created a partial marriage bond. It does not prevent the second brother's cohabitation from taking effect. Says Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Omer lo pasal. The second brother does not disqualify her because his cohabitation had no effect whatsoever. Uh, whatsoever. Let's do... Uh, one more Mishnah if a boy nine years old in one day lived with his Yevamah and afterwards he went and he lived with her co-wife he disqualifies both Yevamo to himself because since he, that, that cohabitation um, made a partial marriage bond so he's forbidden to both of them similarly here Rabbi Shimon says he does not disqualify the first Yevamah to himself If there were three brothers, okay, in this case you have three brothers, the first one died, and then the brother, who was a boy of nine years old and one day, lived with the Yevamah, and he also died. The widow now has to perform Halitza with the third brother, but may not be taken uh, into Yibum. Uh, the nine-year-old's cohabitation is only considered to be like a ma'amar, like a partial marriage, so it didn't, it didn't actually remove the yibun bond. So, therefore, the only thing he can do, the, what she can do is, um, uh, a, a chalitza. Nasa isha if a nine-year-old boy married a regular woman and then died, harezuptura, even if he lives with her, she's now exempt from both yibum Or Halitza, because his marriage to anyone other than Yavama takes no effect at all. She was never legally uh, his wife. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll continue tomorrow.